Good morning, good morning, Rabotai. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good, such a good morning. I'm not really sure. I, uh, for, for some of the people that I'm looking around, I'm seeing some people here with us the entire night. So uh, this, is, uh, this is less of a morning and more of a continuation. So uh, Baruch Hashem, uh, very proud to have the, the, uh, the troopers here with us, you know, straight through this, uh, this beautiful holiday of, uh, of, of Sukkot leading into Hoshanah Rabbah and hopefully now taking us to Shemini Atzeret and, uh, and uh, Simchat Torah. Today's breakfast in the class and as well last night's refreshments were dedicated for the Refuashadim of Rahamim Hai Ben Shoshana Remy Zetune, sponsored by his parents Rosie and David Zetune. Uh, we should be zochet to see a complete Refuashadimah uh, and to see him come home from the hospital uh, as good as new, inshallah, right as rain. Breakfast in the class is also sponsored by David E. Ash in honor of you and your substantial capacity to do good today and every day. And finally, Breakfast in the class is dedicated in loving memory of Gabriel Amos' brother, Rabbi Pinhas Amos, Alava Shalom, Lilunishma, Rabbi Pinhas Ben, Rabbi Shimon, Umasuda, Alava Shalom, sponsored by Shlomo Suisa. We also want to wish uh, said Gabriel Amos a happy birthday and as well to Joseph Scutz. Uh, happy birthday uh, for, this, uh, for, this, for their birthdays, which is today. And also to my daughter, um, Rachel, whose birthday was yesterday, September 26th. Okay, Mabruk and Mazaltov. My friends, um, for those of you who were here for the tefillah, so, you, I don't know if you noticed, it kind of gets a little funny. You know, you start off the beginning, you got your lulav, your etrog, you're like, Hosanna. Okay, I got that. Hosanna. Then it's like, Hosanna ve Hosanna. Hosanna ve Hosanna. Then it's like, Elna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Elna ve Hosanna ve Hosanna ve Hosanna. And it goes on and on. Elna, Hosanna ve Hosanna ve Hosanna ve Hosanna ve It keeps stretching and stretching to the point where actually you start seeing people smile because it's funny almost, like you have this whole you know, a chant that's going with, you know, ever-increasing words. And um, I, I never quite understood what it is that we were saying. And, you know, if you want to get to that point, why don't we just start at that point with all of the ones, all of the various parts to it. Why, what's the build-up? And I saw a magnificent mashal, an example brought uh, in the name of the Devre Shemuel. And he says as follows. He says, imagine there was a king who had a son, and the son, unfortunately... You know, he got into a fight with his father. Things were said, you know, feelings were hurt. And eventually the son, you know, did, you know in, a, in, a anger, in an angry fit, pushed his father away and ran away from home. You know, slowly but surely, this prince who was, who was spoiled his whole life actually didn't know how to make ends meet, didn't know what to do, and very quickly fell from the success that he'd had as a young man in his parents' home to become a penniless person. Without his father at his side, without the resources of the palace, he wasn't as great of a businessman as he thought. Without the people being scared to rip him off, you know, he realized one business after the one business deal after the next, people took advantage of him and his lack of experience. And he found himself very quickly to be someone without any money, and and it was it was dire. He started collecting money with the poor people of the city, and after a short while where he couldn't anymore support himself and he was starving and he was hungry and he was freezing and he was homeless. 
he decided, you know what, I'm going to swallow my ego and my pride and I'm going to come back and I'm going to ask my father for something. He joins the long line of poor people outside the palace walls. And there's a man standing there and he's helping giving alms to the poor. And he comes to this man at the gate and he says, you know, please, you know, I'm very hungry if there's anything you can do. The guy gives him one small coin, like everybody else. And he says, listen, you know, I know you don't owe me anything. I'm so appreciative. But if there's any way, is there someone I could speak to to get maybe a little bit more? I kind of feel like I, maybe I, I, I can get a little bit more. I deserve a little bit more. And the man says, look, of course, you're welcome to bring it up uh, with the city council inside the gates if you'd like to speak to them. He says, you know, I'd love to go. He goes to the city council and he says, look, you know, it's not only that I'm hungry, I'm hungry and I'm, and I'm homeless, you know, and I'm freezing. And, you know, the one penny that they gave, which is enough to buy a sandwich, is not going to solve my problems. I, I need a little bit more. And the fellow says, of course, happy to give you a little bit more. And he gives him five, pet, you know, five small coins. And the man says, look, I, I don't want to seem like I'm ungrateful, but if there's any way I could speak to, uh, to someone that can help me in a more substantial way. And the man says, well, maybe you could speak to the, you know, the, business, the business loan department, you know, further inside the castle. And the fellow goes and he says, look, you know, I don't have money, I don't have the thing, I don't, but also I don't have a business. I don't even have a wherewithal to start making money. Uh, you know, if there's any way they could invest in me or help me with my training, and sure, of course, and slowly but surely he's going, until eventually he's asked for so many different things. There's no more departments to visit. He's uh, hit up the PPP, you know, and the uh, small business loan, and he's got the COVID bailout, and he's, you know, and he's got the, uh, you know, the eviction moratorium. He's got all the goods that you could get. He's collected all the food stamps and everything, you know, and he says, look, you know, I really, if there's any way, till eventually they say, look, you know, you've exhausted all the possibilities. The only person you could speak to at, at this stage is the king. And he goes into the king and he says, look, you know, I want to say, I want to tell you how thankful I am. At the gate, I got the alms for the poor. And then I got the, uh, I went inside the city council for the homelessness. And then I got the, the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. You know, and I got so many, so many different gifts, so many different benefits. So the king says, well, I'm intrigued. You know, most people, they stop after asking for one thing. That's enough for them. You know, but it takes a specific type of a person to keep asking for more and more and more. And I'm intrigued. Why is it that you think that you have the right to come in here and ask for more? And finally, facing his father after managing to get through all the gates and all the officers and all the managers and all the bureaucrats, he looks at his father in the eye and he says, Dad... It's me. I know you don't recognize me, but it's me. It's your son. Look at me. Listen to my voice. Look into my eyes. Remember me. Have, have mercy on me. You, the reason why I didn't stop asking was because for anybody else, they're asking for a thing. For the fact that they're poor or that they're homeless or that they're cold or that they need a business or that they need... I'm not asking for a bunch of things. A bunch of things that have gone wrong. I'm asking from you, Hashem, because of who I am. I'm your son. And is there anything that you don't want me to have? I know deep in my heart that if I got to stand, stand in front of you and to tell you who I was and to strip away that mask and all the poverty and all the difficulties that I've gone through, I know that you're going you're gonna to do much more for me than any of these, any of these other intermediaries. My friends... All throughout the Hoshanot, we start with Hoshiana, save me. And then we say, Hoshana, please save me. And I need some success. 
Hoshana v'atzlichana, right? V'harvichana. I need, I need to make some money. I need to, I need to do well. And then eventually we get to the stage where we say, Hoshana v'atzlichana, elna, ta 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 ta, avinu ata. We're stripping away layer by layer until we come in front of God and say, you're our father. My friends, you know, there's a famous pasuk, and the pasuk says that God says, Im avani, if I am your father as you say I am, ayekevodi, where's the kavod? You're saying I'm your dad, I don't see you treating me like a, a, a son treats their father. Ve'im adonim ani, and you keep saying the word amonai, which means master. Im adonim ani, and if I am a, a master, where is the awe and the reverence with which a, slur, a slave or a servant treats their master? I don't see honor. I don't see fear. So how could you say, I'm your God? How could you say, I'm your dad? But after going through Rosh Hashanah, where we declared him to be our king, and after coming in front of him on Yom Kippur, reinforcing that we fear and that we're upset and that we did the wrong thing and that we have the kavod, the respect for God. And then after going through Sukkot, where we move back in and we recreate the family, so to speak, bond between Am Yisrael, who are banim lamakom, the sons of God. After all of that, we can come in front of Hashem and say, Hoshana, Hoshia, right, Hoshana, Hoshiana, Arvichenu, you know, atzlichana, avinu ata, you're our father. And I want to just say one thing, which, uh, which I think is, is a, 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 a very powerful thing about this hag, about this day. You know, we just went outside and we did the, the minhag of taking the arava and beating it. And one of my favorite ideas in the whole world is this concept. You know, oftentimes we uh, learn in Hebrew that the root of a word in all of its iterations, okay, in the different ways it can be used, give us a fuller picture of what the idea that Chachamim were trying to convey is. So the word arava, which means actually an arava, right? That's what it means. It means a, a willow branch. Also shares the word arev, which means something that is incredibly sweet, right? V'te'arev lefanecha, and it should become sweet. V'ha'arev now we say, the words of Torah, they should become sweet. They should be sweet like honey. This thing is sweet. This thing, my friends, this arava, even if it's a rasha, it's still sweet to God. This child that rebelled, that ran away, when the father recognizes him, is he going to do anything but throw his arms around him and cry on his shoulders? Yaakov doesn't say to Yosef, how come you didn't call? Yaakov throws his arms around his son. Yosef throws his arms around his father. You understand? <clears throat> so elements of the arava are sweet. And what is sweet to Borei Olam? When the person says to Hashem, look, here's my ego. Here's my pride. I'm trying to break it. Now, I don't know if you know, we just, as we smack the arava, really, you're supposed to try and take the leaves off. But you're only supposed to hit it five times. The only way you get most of the leaves off, you hit it five times, is if you hit it against the banister, okay? If you hit it against a, you know, a sharp concrete uh, you know, floor where it can drag the leaves. If you hit it on the ground that's not actually paved, very little happens to the arava. 
And I think that that's also part of the message. Hashem says, I don't need you broken in front of me. I don't need your ego and your pride to be decimated to the point where you feel like you're a nothing. I need you to try a little bit, just a little bit less cocky, a little bit less pride, a little bit less uh, arrogant. And that already stands in front of Borei Olam and is sweet to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. My friends, when a person comes on the holiday of Hoshana Rabbah and they say to Borei Olam, you know what my teshuvah is? My teshuvah is in the fact that I feel brokenhearted before you, that I, I am broken. And it's interesting because each one of the things that we look at, there's a halakha that we take each one of these objects and what do we do with them? We hold them up in the, in the way that they're created. So you have the lulav, it stands straight. Hadassim, straight. Aravot, straight. Even the etrog, you have to have it with the pitam up and not down to fulfill the mitzvah, correct? But then we take the aravah and think about the willow. The way a willow tree grows is it's going down the other way, okay? And there's an element of anava that's there in the aravah that we're supposed to bring out uh, on this day. Saying to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, look, maybe my teshuvah was not perfect. You thought you had the best Yom Kippur? Maybe it was not so awesome. Maybe you're not the biggest Sadiq. But you know what? There's solace and there's beauty in saying, I recognize my faults. I accept my faults, Borei Olam. And I'm going to try. I'm going to try to beat them out of myself a little bit. And even if I'm not going to succeed at doing it fully, Hashem, I know that you will find my attempt to do so sweet as well. That is the power of Hoshana Rabbah. Um, I hope and I pray that every person, wherever they are, learns within themselves to be able to look at themselves honestly and not feel like we have to have this thing. There was a study they did a while ago about one of the biggest companies in, in all of American history that managed to disappear almost in a span of little less than a year. It was one of the biggest companies. And they asked, what is it that took this company? GE was one of the biggest companies in the whole, it was a, a monster. And in a span of 16 months, it all but disappeared. And they did, they actually took GE as a study. And they asked what went wrong. You know what they came back with? Two words. They called it success theater. You could go look it up. Success theater. What does that mean? It means that they played this game that no matter what, what or who they were talking to in GE, it was always about how successful they were. So if you ask them about this department, oh, it's amazing, we're the best. What about this? Oh, it's fantastic. What do you mean? You closed that department. Oh, we closed it because uh, we decided to focus on other areas. There was never an admission. There was never a time when they were willing to look at something and say, you know what? We are failing here. The management system, the cash flow, the uh, creative, the research and development, it's not working. And if you can't admit that something is not working, what happens? You collapse. And this massive company went in such a small amount of time from everything to nothing. In Google, there's an amazing thing that they had where if someone would come and fail miserably, but they tried really hard in Google, they would give them an award 
an actual award was handed out to people who would come and say, I did my best, this is what I did, and this is how I failed. They would give awards for that. Why? To foster in the company the ability to have some, some semblance of honesty in the way that you look at yourself. My friends, I must share this, word, word, this line with you and with this I'll end. <clears throat> Failing does not make you a failure. Again, I can't say that enough. It's the theme of Hoshana Rabbah. Failing does not make you a failure. In fact, almost always, failing is the price that a person pays to succeed. Sheva ipol sadik vikam. The challenge is that since we think failing is a failure and none of us wants to feel like a failure, so what do we do? We explain away every one of our failings. This is not my fault. I wasn't given the right opportunity here. I didn't have a boss that liked me. Nepotism, that one was, that's why he liked him. He didn't like him. It was this, it was racism. It was sexism. It was everything but the, the truth. My friends, if we could look at it the other way around and just own up to the parts of ourselves that are imperfect and to decide that instead of leaving it or explaining it or making excuses, we'll beat that thing out of ourselves after we've recognized it. And eventually, after that's done, we're now in a much better place. Um, you know, I mentioned earlier that there's an, a concept that each one time of the, you hit the, the Arava, you have in mind one of the letters of, the, of this Mansapach. The only, there's only five letters in the Aleph bit that have end letters, right? So Aleph, at the beginning or the end of the word is always an Aleph. But five letters, if it's at the end of the word, it changes its shape. So if you have a mem at the end of the word, it doesn't look like a regular mem. What does it look like? It's completely like a square, okay? You have a chaf. It doesn't look like a chaf at the end of the word. What does it look like? It has a long chaf. Now there's many different interpretations to this minhag, but I want to give you one beautiful idea. Do you know why we do this? Each time we beat the arava, we imagine coming in last place. We imagine being last in the race, last at the job, last for the shiduch, last for everything, and then what do we do? We smash it. We find the possibilities in which we are failing, the places in which we're not the best, not the winners. We come last with the last letter, the mem, the, the mem, nun, sadi, peh, chaf, you know, all of these letters. And then we say to Borei Olam, we've recognized where we are last, and we're going to try and work on it. And even if you've only made a dent, and you haven't stripped all the leaves off, there's only a little bit nikar that you worked on it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says that is the sweetest thing in the world to me. I will give you whatever you need. And Be'ezrat Hashem, we, along with all those that we love, should be written, sealed, signed, sealed and delivered in the book of life. Beracha, Panasa, Shalom Bayit, Chinuch Yeladim, safety, security, Be'ezrat Hashem, and those that witness the coming of Mashiach, Bimhera, Amen. Rabbi Chalanya.